your love of food trucks. We were in rapture. It was a gel. Oh, gel pen. Yeah, I used the the (laughs) Pilot G2, and then I always thought, I've been using it for 15 years, but he brought one to the meeting, and it was super smooth. Yeah, okay. I always go back to my uniballs. (laughs) <laughs> Jason, why does that not surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what a fabulous laugh you gave. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Hi, and welcome to the Painter Bright Quarterly Slush Pile. We do the curating so you don't have to. Um, we are, I've been in Submittable a lot lately and thinking about how lucky we are to have so many submissions all the time. And um, we're sharing part of the most fun part of our job, which is to discuss the work with one another. So um, we're going to do that today. And I'm going to say who I am. I'm Kathleen Volkmiller. And I think I'm a little goofy right now because I ordered some black iced coffee from the same truck I always get it from like every day for years now and he specifically said cream and sugar and I specifically said no black and I even looked askins at him because you should know and he gave me sweet iced coffee Mm. and it's really sweet I feel like I'm drinking some maple syrup up in here Um, but I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be in the studio with uh, Tim Fitz Hi, I'm Tim Fitz, author of Go Home and Cry for Yourselves and Hypothermia. I teach creative writing at the Curtis Institute of Music. And sitting next to me is um, our PVQ intern, Ali. Hi, my name is Ali Ziabash. I'm a third-year student at Drexel University. I'm an English major. And uh, this is my second time with you all. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And you know what? I forgot to do my usual um, happy, happy surprise of of having a new thing happening today. And the new thing is Michael Broder. Hey there. Hi, Michael Broder. Tell us about you. I'm uh, connected with uh, Painted Bride sort of by, by, I don't know, circumstance, including various circumstances, including marriage. Uh, hey. <laughs> Jason, so it's a long, long, long-standing poetry editor, Jason Schneiderman. Uh, I'm, I'm the author of uh, This Life Now from 2014 on A Midsummer Night's Press, which was a finalist for the Lambda Literary Award for Gay Poetry. And I am the founding publisher and managing editor of Indolent Books, a small nonprofit poetry press in Brooklyn that uh, champions underrepresented voices, innovative, provocative, and risky poetry addressing racial, social, and economic justice themes. Wow. That's, it is a very impressive press, and um, we had an impressive, amazing reading when we were in AWP, and I'm so glad to have you with us here today. Um, I feel like you've always been a part of PBQ in some way or another, right? Um, let's stay in New York, I guess. Hi. Um, it's Jason. I am not home with Michael. I am in my office in lovely Tribeca with no windows. Um, and I guess I should announce that um, my next book of poems, um, Hold Me Tight, is going to be forthcoming in 2020 from Red Hen Press. Woohoo! Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Jason says, when Jason says that title, he does not hear a Beatles song in his head, but I do, because that's how mm. it Hold Me Close. Hold me, Hold me tight. Hold me. T- and next, let's welcome Marion. 
Hi everybody, it's Marion Wren. I'm sitting here in my darkening apartment because it's nighttime in Abu Dhabi. Um, and I, let's see, I co-edit Painted Bride Quarterly. I love this podcast <laughs> and I um, run the writing program here at NYU Abu Dhabi. Um, and now I'm bouncing it back to Philly. Yo, Philly. Woo, thank you very much for bouncing it over here. I'm very excited that we're all together and it's a nice, big, healthy crew for um, for these two poems that we have by Jamaica Williams. Really excited, two different poems and they're, they're formatted very differently um, from one another and have all sorts of interesting things happening in them. So I'm um, saying that because I wanna remind our listeners that you can go to our page, pbqmag.org, and then click on podcast or forward slash podcast, or scroll down a little bit and you'll see some beautiful graphics that Ali has designed every episode. And um, and then you can look at the poems and um, read along with us or read in advance or whatever you would like to do. So uh, with all of that said, do I have a volunteer for the sex tape? I'll, I'll do it, but I'm I'm asking the the crowd. Michael's never here. No, I I Jason's really great. Go. I'm afraid that my robot voice might kick. Oh, so, okay. Um, All right. I, I'm gonna get somebody with a stable connection. Uh, Michael, Jason, do you feel like it? Either of you? I I can take it. All right. Do it. Do it. Right. The sex tape. Kim worships our god, the god of snow and the god of fucking, the god of moisturizer the god of grainy iPhone footage, the god who invented black men, the god of no bad publicity, the god of an indestructible body, the god of porn, the god who wears two faces and waist trimmers, the god of the soft curled penis eclipsing the thighs, the god of x-ray vision, the god who made his children lustful, the god who will be here recording her when she cries and is lonely, when she thinks she is dying, she is dissolving into nothingness, and that god will record and do nothing, the god of Nielsen ratings. The god of old magic tricks, here she is, here she is not, the god of thankless sacrifice, the god who told her to smile and her nipples smile, the god of what goes around comes back, the god of a body which cannot be ruined, the god who asks if we think she is harming the culture, the god who asks if we think she is being used, the god who wonders what her children think, the God who says, yes, yes, when the answer is. Perfect, thank you so much. Thanks. Oh, wonderful, oh, wonderful reading. Yeah, and let, let me just describe in case anybody's driving or commuting without Wi-Fi and listening to this. Um, this is uh, three stanzas, various, line, um, various lines in each stanza and no punctuation through the entire thing. So, um, and the sex tape is in brackets, the title of the poem. Just so you have a little bit of a heads up on what it looks like. <clears throat> so how did that feel to read, Jason? It sounded great. It felt great. Um, it was interesting because I, I wasn't sure how, there's no, there's no um, punctuation. Um, yeah. or there are no periods. I mean, there are a couple of pieces of punctuation, but um, it actually, the, the way that it sort of crams together um, and the way that, like, your voice finds the um, the list, even though the list isn't visually um, demarked, I thought worked really well. 
and I think too, like the way the the stanzas function like paragraphs, right? That you get to the end of one, and then you're it, you you come to the a sort of like pause and an ending, and then the list continues, or you get to the Nielsen ratings line, right? And then you're back to the list continuing, but it does feel like a natural pause or a natural break um, in between the the paragraphs on the page, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, which just is a delight because you know when I think of prose poetry and I, I think of prosody in general, I'm thinking about, you know, the sort of rhythmic structuring of sentences and the fact that there's no terminal punctuation here really plays beautifully with that. Um, and, and with the, with the sound of your voice. Right. And I, and again, I think you just read that beautifully, really beautifully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I also really liked that it fell off a cliff that, you know, when the answer is, and it just kind of stops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in part because, I mean, Michael and I have been talking about this, but like sort of um, how our culture is at a point where you just keep getting more. There is no ending to everything. And there's a reboot of Lost in Space and there's a reboot of Star Wars and there's a reboot and, you know, and it'll just keep coming. Like nothing will ever stop until you're tired of it or until it gets so bad that you just like won't, you know, you're not going to go to season 17 of Grey's Anatomy or whatever it is. Um, and so I like the way it kind of just like keeps driving forward and then just totally falls off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and we all know who Kim is, right? Kim worships our God, right? So the title of the poem is called Sex Tape without further context, without further um, attribution or a footnote. Imagine this poem 10 years from now, right? right. Like, Kim, Kim might be a mystery, but what I what I love is the way Nielsen ratings will not be, <laughs> right? So it's like, yeah. the, like iPhone footage and Nielsen ratings and the way that technology gets folded into this as, as part of, I'm going to call it the magic trick of the poem. Like it seems to be pointing at this like hyper contemporary piece of um, ephemeral pop culture, which might not ever get traction past this generation, right? Yeah. And yet the technology that's in it feels so... Uh-huh. Um, grounded and, and, and historicized and historical, right? Which is a, a cool, I think, contradiction or tension in the poem. And the second, well, if you look at the second poem, reader, it's called The Kardashians for Better America. So mm-hmm. for those of us who saw the whole packet, we did already have Kim Kardashian in mind. But I don't know if that matters. I, do you really think that Kim would be washed away in 10 years, like that pop culture icon? I feel like it would last much longer than that. Yeah, that's that spoken oh, yeah. by, oh. by the youngest member of our troupe. I, but I, I agree with him. I think that the Kardashians have been blown big enough. <laughs> I remember in but, 2005, September 2005, seeing an article when I was living in Korea that she was at a McDonald's with Reggie Bush. And I was thinking, who's that? And, then, and it's like been mind cancer ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, see well, there, You know what's funny, guys, is like we know all the context of the Kardashians, but the, the people under 20 still, you know, Robert very Kardashian. much, they're the followers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're talking several decades already of yeah. presence in our culture. But anyway. Um, but, yeah. mean, do, you, do you guys if, know who Lily Sincere is? Like, I mean, you know, if we're, if we're talking like 10 years, 20 years, if we're talking like 40, Julian Elting was one of the most popular entertainers in the United States. But the world was uh, different then. Now we have social media where I don't want to know anything about the Kardashians and I, and I can't help 
but be inundated with bits and flits of information. You know, I don't know either reference that you made, but the culture is different now. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I think that um, there's a lot of poetry that that, run, that runs that risk, and um, I, if the, so sometimes you know you need to do a little research. Maybe um, I was I was comparing this in my mind to say. David Trinidad's uh, mm, mm-hmm. crown about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people probably think that they know Marilyn Monroe, they know the connection with the Kennedy family or the circumstances of her death or whatever. But you know, you do a little, re- you can do a little research, and I think that the poem, can, a poem can stand up even if some of the references uh, are a little obscure. And I think, um, Marion, your your point was mostly about we'll just believe Kim. I mean, Kim Kardashian's people, and I think you were also making the connection that the reference to the sex tape helps. So if anybody yeah. Googled or or whatever, 10 years hence, the equivalent of Google will be, if it's not still Google, you uh, know, sex tape Kim, they'll get it and, you know, literally yeah. a All right. I wonder, what, I was thinking that the title would be meant more incongruous than Kim. I think if I didn't know who she was, I might just roll with Kim being like some some poet's other, you know, like the person there, just the name they're using, it could be Mary Sue, you know, Curly Joe, right? But the sex tape might be what would make one wonder why it's that title, you know? But well, like, it, like Jason was saying, we're not going to be allowed to forget about her. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. like there's another Lost in Space. I mean, it's, oh. that's going to, I mean, she'll be CGI for 50 years. It's probably <laughs> CGI now. That's true. You know? If she was CGI, she wouldn't have been held hostage in a Paris apartment by gunmen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Depending on how good the CGI is. But did that really happen, Jason? Did that really happen? (laughs) That is why Kanye lost his mind. Because no one else made the connection that the Kardashians were like, the Kardashian West were deeply traumatized. And then he went insane. Yeah, okay. All right. But back to the poem. A little bit of a craft level. um, I do... Uh, I wish there was a little relief from mm-hmm. methodology, from from the from the. Uh, I, 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 in other words, um, Kim worships our God is, I think, the only time we get like a mean verb, um, and uh, I mean I've sort of I've I've written poems like this and I've read poems like this, so I I think it's always good to vary to to sort of do something to vary a little bit, so maybe. The poet doesn't always need to say the god of, or could just leave that out once it's established. So that he'd add, you know, the god of snow and the god of fucking, of moisturized or of grainy iPhone footage. It makes it, it speeds it up a little bit. Or potentially, um, you know, say transitioning from first stanza to second, the god of an indestructible body, porn, the god of porn. I don't know. So an extra repetition that maybe breaks the form, the format a little bit. Or, uh, yeah, Kim, or other things with Kim. Kim worships. Kim supplicates. Kim thanks. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. And none of these are. Obli- I'm not saying that any of these are you know obligatory, but just something to to throw the regularity of it. You know, even though it's a prose poem, it's not metrical. It's not uh, any of those things. It, it establishes a new kind of regularity that I would prefer to see broken a little bit. Uh, yeah, I it did not wear on me, and I and I mean, in looking at it right now, second stanza has a god of, a god of, and then a god who, a god who, you know, uh, it, it didn't, and the, and a god will. 
So, and then again, I got of, but I don't know. I I love poems that make you rush like this, and I was mm-hmm. going to say mm-hmm. that um, when she does decide to use uh, punctuation, like we have some exclamation points in here and a couple parentheticals, and um, especially, especially the capitalization of yes in that last line, I love when she does decide to use <laughs> conventions of punctuation or capitalization. I think she does it smartly. Sometimes we get poets who have a thing like that, and it'll go, it'll happen again in the next poem, then again in the next poem. I, I hear what Michael's saying about the God of, and I like that. I don't, it doesn't bother me in this poem, but I'm tapped at the end of it. Uh, like, I don't want to hear any more of it after that. Mm-hmm, I mean, I like mm-hmm. what's happening, but I would, but I probably this, would also like the other version too. But is this already too much? Or you're no, saying it, it, you're, it, it, it ends where it should? It, it ends where it should. Mm-hmm. If it happens, if it happened in the next poem or the next poem, then I'd be out pretty quick. Right. You know, I've got, I'm full of it right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So. But, I, you know, it's funny, Tim, I love that image of being like sort of full of this method, right? That what Michael's calling a method. Yeah. But I'm with yeah. Kathy. There's a real propulsive quality to this. Like, yeah. I don't think it's repetition bogs down the pace at all and i and for me right and i think the the repetition of god 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 really does sort of drive home the sort of like weird relationship we all have with social media and celebrity and fame and and attention and engagement and which is part of why i love the way it sort of like lifts into a kind of oblivion at the end and you just hang there before you fall yeah and i think it works because each time she hits at a different angle yeah. Like she's yeah. she's varying and it's it, it starts to turn after a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and uh that I like. Um I also like the idea that Kim Kardashian seems like the type of person who would be very spiritual and religious and then if you were <laughs> to sit down and talk to her and said, Well, what what God do you believe in? She would say well, I believe in the one who wears two faces and waist trimmers and a soft curled penis. You know, like she would say exactly what's on the page. Here. And you go, oh. That is insane. She would not say that. She would totally say that. <laughs> Maybe you know her better, Jason. Well, it seems like she would say that. I, I really don't know her at all. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't, I kind of would like. I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I would rather discuss this as if Kim Kardashian wasn't necessarily anything that we're hanging it all on in in any big way, even though it starts with her. Really? Why? Because I think that it goes so many other places. I agree. It goes both places. Mm -hmm. It's about her Mm -hmm. and Right, right. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't want the focus to be limited to... Kardashian. It has, it has a little bit of the way we live now as well as a direct reference to a single person. Right. The god of grainy iPhone footage. Right? Maybe, you know, maybe that's why I love that I keep coming back to Kim Kardashian, right? Because in a way it's like the poem is about the god of media, right? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the way that media has. And that's why I like sex tape x-ray vision, Nielsen ratings, iPhone footage, like the technology that sort of shoots through this thing too, mm-hmm. right, is is as much a part of the magic trip, right? It's, so I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really charmed by by this 
super propulsive little ditty. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might be ready to vote because we have a, another one to discuss by by this poet, and um, that one might involve even more discussion. So are we ready? Everybody agree? Ready to vote? We are. All right. Let's do it. So, Michael, you're going to um, send a text. You see a text box? Yeah. You're going to send a text, and our lovely, wonderful, amazing sound engineer, Joe Zhang, is going to tell us what that result is. And in the room, we're going to one, two, three, shoot with thumbs. All right? One, two, three, shoot. What do we got? What do we got, Joe? What do we got? We got two... One abstention. Uh, okay, well, it's in no matter what that third person Ooh. says because we have a democratic editorial policy here. Up oh, and it became three, so it's unanimous. Um, always, always makes me so happy to be able to say that. So, a unanimous yes for the sex tape by Jamaica yeah. Williams. And now we have the Kardashians for a better America. Um, I guess I should say now, maybe we could talk about this for just a second. There's always, uh, every editor, I think, has a different approach as to whether he or she likes to read the cover letters. Um, sometimes we find ourselves having to look at the cover letter for, for reference. Um, so I am of the mind that I never do. Uh, many editors do. I don't know. What do you guys? Just say do or don't. Do you read the cover letter, Tim? Do. Never. Marion? Last. Last. Yeah, I'll read, I'll read it after I read the poem. Last. 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 Okay, interesting. Um, so uh, I, I'll just oh, I'll reveal this much. In her cover letter, uh, Jamaica Williams tells us she is working on an, an entire, she has a series of Kardashian-influenced or Kardashian-as-symbol poems. And um, obviously, we're already going to publish the one, so we'll be able to see some of this in, in her bio. Uh, so anybody... Feeling like reading this? I'll do it. And um, this one, so everybody knows, is, is a very um, interesting format in that the uh, first stanza has some white space within it, some indented lines. It kind of falls down into the second stanza, which is more of a prose block. And then there's a tiny little, very traditional uh, stanza, three lines, only maybe four, four, four words long. So, so you got to just go to the website, guys, and take a look. All right? The Kardashians for a Better America. Kim Kardashian, Kardashian, colon, Hollywood, trademark. I go vegan souping over corpses of black lovers, suffer their cocaine addictions, all awash in lube, lidocaine aglow in my gums, teeth brighter than tequila, wear all white membrane on my tight brown body, Coco Chanel cape for sex tomorrow night, corset thin like a victim, crawled through spoon shots of silicone dioxide cut with honey, read my green tea leaves. I'm not depressed anymore, I just have desires. My psychiatrist says to exfoliate better. 
Level two, haunted talk show this morning. Kiss a soldier on his cheek center stage. You are the love of his life. He keeps you folded in the pocket of his shorts. You must rise to every occasion. Sneeze a few million dollars before dinner. Keep fans from coming all over you. Get acknowledged by a cage of mirrors. Sleep off the demons in the back seat of a tinted Benz. Entertainment interrogation interlude. How often does Kim scratch herself from the official record of her life? Her tongue is ghost-like or godly. With gold stars, you purchase a puppy. He sleeps alongside you in frightened snatches. My avatar smiles back. She and I cry like real humans do. So there it is. Me and Kathleen. Thank you. Now, this one. This one one sort of loses the magic for me. Like, I'm not quite as um, taken. Hmm. Don't you, you, what about the fun of the format, though? Does the format bring you back at all? Because she does such smart, crafty things with craft. I, I don't know, like, I mean, like, then my psychiatrist says to exfoliate better, like, you know, because that's, that's um, isolated and it kind of has lines to itself and it's really sort of like, almost like sort of an E.E. E. Cummings kind of layout there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, it, it felt like I wanted something a little, it, it kind of feels mean to me, like it feels like a little, like it feels less, um, illumin- it, it, it feels less like illumination and feels a little more like disgust. Ah, uh, mm. uh, I don't get that at all. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. I mean, stanza two, I actually felt pity for the first time in my life towards Kim Kardashian because generally oh, I wow. feel nothing toward her at all. Mm. And you um, about that? well, that th- this is her life. Kiss his soldier on his cheek. Sneeze mm. a few million dollars before dinner. Keep fans from coming all over you. Sleep in the back seat of a tinted Benz. You know, it's it's. Uh, it's a hard knock life, maybe, when the whole world is looking at, at you and wondering if you scratch yourself. <laughs> right? But that, that, uh, actually, that was really interesting. How yeah. often does Kim scratch herself in the official record of her life? Right, right. Like, and that was that was really interesting to me because that starts getting at because, um, like, so much of what I feel like the poem does in the beginning is to kind of insist that she is only the surface. Right, that, that there's no other her beyond kind of what we see. And then that kind of moment sort of like suggests this other version of her that's behind. Look, I'm reading it a totally different way. I see the first stanza as more the speaker. The second stanza is about Kim. And and that my avatar smiles back. She and I cry like real humans do. So it is... Clear that beginning with level two, we're in a video game, right? Well, I think mm-hmm. I think so, but I think aren't we watching Kim more closely? And in the first stanza, we are not. I don't think the first stanza is about Kim. Is that a video game, Kim Kardashian Hollywood? I, I have no idea. But level two is the only thing that makes us think that, right? Level two would be a game, yeah, and, and the Avatar, avatar. The right, game. right. But I, I think that there. 
I, I heard I heard the speaker in the in the vegan souping part. Oh, okay, good. It's a it's a game for for the phone. Mm. Oh, Joe just oh, looked it yeah, up for us wonderfully, and it is a game for on your phone. Yeah. So I, I was kind of feeling like the speaker was having a connection with her and even thinking about your own avatar self, right, which we could keep riffing on, like the, the social media persona versus the real you and all of these new struggles, newer struggles we have now, right? Uh, living your best life, but only online <laughs> on <Yeah>. your platforms. <laughs> I, that's kind of why I was not saying meanness at all, Jason, because I thought it was coming no, from, from the self think, and reflecting. It is a video game. My name is Yeah, it was like the self and how she, how she, uh, you know, if if one and many many young girls do right, if one looks mm-hmm. at Kim as a mirror for the self, then one's in big trouble. But um, I think well, that's what this also, is I mean, more an exercise in. It's also about inhabiting her, right? That like the whole point of the right. game is that you are her. Right. 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 And so when it says like real humans do, I, I, yeah, like that had felt really dismissive to me and now I get it. Like now I'm like, okay, wow, that's actually really amazing. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Thank you. That, that there's an invitation to identify with her in a way that is inherently inhuman. Mm-hmm. And this is like kind of restoring that sense mm-hmm. of um, what it means to be a person. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's the peculiar like experiment with empathy here too, right? So it's yeah. like you experimenting with, like this poet is experimenting with subjectivity by focusing on this like hyper contemporary figure, and then like you know like a first person shooter game, right? You get to be in that point of view and empathize with that point of view, and then can like think about your own subjectivity, right? Like I don't know, man. This is really really creepy and smart. <laughs> I'm not depressed anymore. I just have desires. Might be, like, I don't know. My favorite line of the day. He <laughs> keeps you folded in the pocket of his shorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree about that line. Anything to get that line out there, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever comes before or after, to me. Doesn't really matter. Yes. I like it. We got another T-shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got to be put on the on the T-shirt in the same way, it, with you know, with where it hangs off. I just have desires. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got to format it like that on the shirt. It's like inverse Buddhism, right? Oh, like, what? Okay. What if desires is on the back? I'm so rolling with this. <laughs> I'm not depressed right. anymore. I just have right. desires on the back. Oh, boy, guys. I I can't even... I don't have anything to say. I guess this is what I'm going to say. I really like it. I mean, I just don't even know how to articulate how much I like it other than what we've been saying. I love every reference. I love the idea of Kim Kardashian being your avatar, you know, a woman's avatar and her comparing, comparing herself to her in those ways. All right, so can I can I test an idea out on you? Maybe. Um, yeah. It's related to this poem, right? So it's the Kardashians for a Better America, right? And mm-hmm. sitting in Abu Dhabi and the Me Too movement and the catastrophe around consent has been something else to watch and to be a participant observer in, right? And 
for weeks, like weeks, the word consent has, has begun to grate on me. And, and in, in a way that reminds me um, of Tony Kushner's essay called Tolerance. I don't know if you guys know this, but like, it's a great little essay in which he's like, you know what? Fuck tolerance. Not that's not actually what he says, but it's basically like how how can tolerance be something that you offer me because that reproduces the power uh, differential between you know uh, gay people and straight people, right? Like the straight people are somehow tolerant of homosexual people. Like no, mm, right? So he mm-hmm. calls bullshit on that concept of tolerance. And recently, I'm thinking, you know, I think this is why the word consent bothers me so much because it suggests a power relationship that if you're consenting, you're still always forever in this position of potential exploitation. Mm-hmm. And I started to think, you know, there's gotta be a better word. And even in the, like the language or the, the legal language around consent, there's like affirmative consent where you're like, you know, saying a clear yes to whatever erotic moment you're in. And I'm like, the fuck, why doesn't anybody say desire? Right. Like not consent, like as if I'm complicit in this power structure that keeps me in this oppressed, potentially oppressed, coerced right position, like better than coercion is consent. But you're still in this position of being um, complicit in something. Right. But why not? Why not that complicity be active? Right. Like, you know, affirmative consent. And why not just fucking call it desire? Right. So hashtag desire. Like I, I want to, I, I want that on a t-shirt. So yes, I'm not depressed anymore. I just have desires is absolutely right. Like I, I, I really think that that's where my. Oh, Raised from this conversation. Babe, okay. Sorry, babe, Mandy, Mayor, sorry. Mayor, 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 you, you, um, dropped out. No, of course. No, no, no. Just in your very last sentence. It was we, amazing. And we were, were all right with yeah. you. And you said, so that's what I want on a T-shirt. Hashtag desire. Does anybody remember Maybe exactly what we're... That's all. All right. All I said really was like, enough, enough with enough, right? Like consent troubles me in ways I can't. I've been having a lot of difficulty articulating. And when I see the word desire in this poem and that we're talking about putting desire in a t-shirt, mm-hmm. it sounds absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Okay. Make desire seriously. And this poem uh, made you leap back into that whole thought process. That's where you're uh, totally, talking. Totally, because in. it's yeah. about Kim Kardashian. It's about video games. It's about the mediated bubbles that we're in. Like it, it is so much about our mediated moment and our participatory social environments and the, 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 our subjectivities, right? Like mm-hmm. that last move, my avatar smiles back at me. She and I cry like real humans do. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> okay. So sorry. I haven't um, had a chance cool. to write anything. And that if I had a chance to write an essay, I'd write that one. <laughs> right. And consent still gives somebody the position of power. Right. Does it? I think so. Sounds like it, right? There's a uh, connotation to the word. Um, Consensus doesn't make me feel that way, though. I don't know. Um, Does anybody else have anything to say about the poem? Other than yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to be anonymous voting, Mayor. I want to consent. Okay. All right. I want a consensus. I would like a consensus. So let's vote. Are we ready? We are. One, two, three, 
vote. And it's a consensus. Unanimous consensus. Woohoo. And we got how many how many uh we got fuck tolerance as a t-shirt idea. Um, <laughs> hashtag desire as a t-shirt idea. And I am not depressed anymore. I just have desires. Mm-hmm. Yay. It's a t-shirt idea episode. T-shirts. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much to Jamika Williams. I really, really appreciate uh, love that we've got your work. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Congrats. Congrats to you. And um, does anybody have anything else that would like to pitch or announce or vent about, Marion? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's no, absolutely excited. fine. I can't to find yes. that <laughs> Yeah. I, I have vented. Well, we can do, uh, Tim, you can do your pitch about the books. I think that would be really good right now. But going to your library and requesting certain books. Yes, everybody should be going to their library and telling them to order your favorite books by small presses. And I think there needs to be a small cultural revolution (laughs) in what we bring to dinner parties. I think instead of bringing a bottle of wine, we should bring a bottle of wine and a book. Because Uh. a book is the nicest gift you can give to somebody. Wine's good, but they they might not drink. But a book says, I think you're smart and I think you like to read. And it shows a level of respect to people. And then mm. if they don't like the book, they can give it to somebody else and ha- achieve the same effect. Or if they like it, they can pass it around. But a book is very thoughtful. If, it's wonderful to get a book. And no one ever feels bad if you give them a book. It depends on what the book is. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, you could get an insulting you book. Go to my there, there are and you bring me a copy of Atlas Shrugged. I'm gonna like send you back out. Of the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I'm sorry. I thought I um, we're gonna post Jason's not. mailing address. I want everybody to send him a copy of Atlas Shrugged. Let's see how many we can oh, get. No. <laughs> everybody out there. Well, I'm glad that you said the wine and the book. I thought you were going to forget about the wine, so I'm down with this plan. Hey, Tim Fitz, you did that on purpose, right? B-Y-O-B. That's right. So maybe next podcast we can talk about which wines and books that we brought for our friends. Hashtag B-Y-O-B-B. Right? Yeah. Bring your own boobies? Bring your own, well, I hope you bring your own boobies, but a bottle and a book. B-Y-O-B-B. Be, bring your own book but those and bottle. Those shared. Those you keep to yourself during the dinner party. Keep your boobies. <laughs> the book and the wine pass around. I think your boobies should be happy and present. You know, <laughs> like they are in the poem. I mean, your boobs are there. You you can have smiling nipples at yeah, your dinner party. <laughs> you can have smiling nipples just happily sitting there under your shirt. Smiling nipples. Bring your smiling nipples. <laughs> I love you, people. I know. I'm so happy we get to talk to each other like this. This is the best. This is the best. So listen, um, let me ask our readers to uh, write in if they have any questions and tell us how they think we're doing. And um, ask everybody, besides sharing books with your friends, just keep reading. Keep reading. You know, what I heard just today. Meg Wolitzer was on a podcast talking about her new novel that's getting such attention. And um, she said there was some sort of study done fairly recently that what a novel teaches us, any novel, is empathy. Yep. Hmm. 
know, simple, yeah. simple and obvious, but yet nice to know that science is backing it up. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm going to put in a plug. One of my, uh, Melissa Broder, um, who's not related to Michael Broder, um, was my student many years ago. And she just published her novel, The Pisces, which is about nice. um, falling in love with a merman. Oh, nice. <laughs> what? There was just a movie about that. There was. I, he wasn't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. I haven't read the book yet, so I don't know like how sea monstery. Um, I, I did see The Shape of Water, but um, yes. But anyway, I'm very proud of Melissa Burger. That's wonderful. Not related to my husband Michael Burger. Yes. That's wonderful. All right, we'll get that book and Sorry. bring it to somebody <laughs> for their dinner party. Next dinner party I'm going to. That's the book I'm buying. All right, everyone. Thank you so very much. Yay. Hey, Michael Breder, can you sing again? They didn't hear you before. Yeah, just a little, Michael. We were hearing you, but in a very distant uh, way. We're doing uh, Hold Me Tight. Hold Me Tight. So hold me tight. Let me go on loving you tonight, tonight. Record that, Joe. Making love to only you. So hold <laughs> me tight tonight, <laughs> tonight. It's you. You, 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 you. <laughs>